What's up, listeners? I'm your host, Nick Lightfoot, and welcome to the second episode of No BS Finance. Today, we are going to be talking about all things credit cards. We're going to touch on how they work, the big players in the credit card game, how they benefit, how to pay them off, coming out of debt if you're in credit card debt, and also my approach to credit cards. So as always, this podcast is solely for informational purposes and is not meant as investment advice. My email, as always, is in the show notes. If you want to ask any questions or if you have any real life scenarios that you want me to cover on the podcast or in future podcasts, um, if you're interested in one-on-one personal finance consulting, shoot me an email and I'm happy to help out in any way. So without further ado, let's kick off this episode talking about credit cards. So The first topic we're going to cover is how do credit cards work? And I'm sure we all know how they work, but just for completeness, we are going to talk about it anyways. So essentially, you purchase something and you pay for it later. If you don't pay for it later, you end up paying more due to late fees, interest. And if the situation gets bad enough, guys, um, they can actually seize your assets. Um, One of the main things they will do is reduce your credit score. And it will go on your record that you don't pay slash don't have the money to pay, um, which is reflected in your credit score. Um, Just for um, completeness and stuff like that, a credit score, we're just going to break that down. A credit score is a score that basically banks and creditors will use to see how risky or how, I guess, how trustworthy you are in a way. Um, So if you have a high credit score, it shows that you pay on time, you pay your interest, you pay fully, all that kind of stuff. If you have a low credit score, it looks more risky. So it shows that maybe you've missed some payments. Um, Maybe you still owe money, stuff like that. And credit score matters a lot in the US, like a lot, a lot. It still matters in Canada. It matters when you're trying to get out um, loans, mortgages, stuff like that. Because if they see that you have a low credit score and you're going for a mortgage, they will either decline your mortgage or like decline giving you the loan or you'll get a highest in, a higher interest rate on your mortgage or your loan because you're seen as more risky. So they need to up that interest rate to basically cover themselves. Uh, if you have a high credit score, it it's pretty good because then you can go to any bank kind of and they see that high credit score. They know that you're trustworthy, that you can pay it off. And they like seeing that. And it's shared with basically every bank you can go to. Most of them can access it. So the next thing we want to cover is credit card companies and kind of the big ones. So there are generally four big ones, I'd say. I can't really think of any ones other than these four, which are Visa, MasterCard, American Express, and Discover. I haven't really heard of Discover that much, but I guess it is one of the big four in there. So these companies, they simply facilitate transactions, um, which is why you can use them pretty much everywhere. So the way that these companies kind of make money is they charge a fee to the company using them on each transaction. So I go to Walmart and I use my visa, I tap it and visa will get um, a certain amount of money per transaction tapped. And they get that kind of from Walmart who sends it to them. Um, But these fees kind of show why some cards aren't used everywhere. So American express charges large fees. So that's why you see a lot of smaller companies or smaller businesses not able to use them. And another one is 
you sometimes see local businesses go, oh, we don't accept credit cards for any purchases under $5 because the fee kind of takes away their profit margin. So if you use a credit card and they sell the product, they basically don't make any money on it. So that's the reason there. But generally these companies just act as the middleman in these transactions. So now that we know the big credit card companies, how do they benefit? So banks and credit card companies will benefit when people don't pay off their credit cards on time. Um, hidden fees that we kind of talked about last time, like FX fees, stuff like that. Going over your limit, um, not paying off your credit card in full, stuff like that. So as mentioned in the last episode, the fees associated with not paying off your credit card and having a balance left after the payment date are very high. So if you don't pay it off, they will charge a percentage on the amount outstanding and tack that onto your balance. So this can comp- this can compound daily or monthly. Usually it's daily because banks are savages. So for example, I have a $1,000 credit card bill and I only pay off $500 by the date specified. This means that I have a balance of $500 left, which they will charge interest on. So say the interest is 20%. That might be an overstatement. It might be an understatement based on your credit card, just using it as, as an example. So say the interest is 20%. That means they tack on an extra $100 onto your balance. So they end up making money on these fees because people have a problem where they spend more money than they can afford to pay off. So this kind of reiterates the fact that you don't overspend on your credit card. The money has to, should be in your bank account, guys, when, when you spend the money. So this this becomes an issue when we look at things like shopping addictions or online shopping like it can quickly get out of hand and then you are stuck giving the bank free money next thing i want to touch on very briefly because we've touched on it a lot is just debit versus credit versus cash i know it feels like i'm beating a dead horse here guys but it is very important and it's important to reiterate and kind of get it ingrained so cash is cash guys um you can use it for whatever well i guess not online stuff but it's cash. We know what it is. You can use it. Debit is basically the online or card version of cash. It comes straight out of your checking or savings, hopefully checking. And we've learned our lesson from episode one. Credit cards, you don't pay back till the end of the month. You get rewarded for your purchases, hopefully, depending on your card. But you need to have that money in your bank account, guys. Um, one thing I do want to touch on is I think there's still a misconception that people think that credit cards are risky. Um, Like, sure. Like, yeah, they are. If you're irresponsible and don't have an awareness of kind of what you're spending. Um, But if you're irresponsible with anything, it's risky. So um, I, I think the only way that it would make sense to say that it's more risky than debit or or cash is if a huge unexpected payment is needed that leaves you unable to pay your credit card balance, like in between um, the statement date and the date that your credit card is due. So if I'm thinking about this off the top of my head, like if I pay for something that's $1,000 on my credit card and it's due next month, and then between the time that I paid for it and it's due, I don't know, I puncture all four tires in my car and I need an entirely new set, which is $1,300. So now I'm short that money. Um, so that's the only way I could really see it. But even, even if you paid originally with debit and cash, you're still short 
$1,300 or you just don't have a car. So I don't know. I, th- I think it works out either ways. And I think it's kind of naive to think that credit cards are risky in any way. They're not risky if you have the money and you can pay for it. If anything, they're smart because you get more stuff for them. That's just my take, but whatever. Um, takeaways, guys. Reward yourself. Pay with credit. Let's do it. And pay your credit card off in full. All right. So now we figured out that we want to pay with credit, all this stuff, but how do we pay off our credit card? Now, I know a lot of us know how to pay off our credit card. We've probably been doing it for a while, um, but it's always good to go over the basics. So manually, how do you do it manually? You log into your bank account, and if your credit card is not with your bank, then you go to the other site, you check out your balance, you go into your bank, bank account, and you go pay bills, and you pay it from there. I don't like doing that because it requires too much thought. I like to use the pre-authorized payments that you can do on credit cards. Uh, basically at the payment date, it takes it right out of your checkings account and yeah, it basically gets paid for you. You don't have to worry about anything and you don't really have to think about anything. To set this up is pretty straightforward. Um, you basically go to your credit card site and there should be a tab or a link somewhere that says set up pre-authorized payment. And It'll ask for a few uh, numbers like branch number, account number, all that stuff is at the bottom of your checks. And if you're like, hey, I don't fucking use checks because they're old, um, you can go onto your bank account, your online banking, and they usually have something for a void check and you can just go on there and plug in the information. If you're not sure what the information does, uh, just go on Google and Google it. And that's usually what I do anyways. So the next thing to note is on your credit card statement, you might see something that says a minimum $10 payment. So all this does is it helps you avoid late fees. So the, which is important, like, don't get me wrong. Like if you had no choice, avoid those late fees, but it doesn't avoid the interest on the balance left. So if I think about this, I go, okay, if I only paid $10 on a $1,000 credit card bill, I avoid the late fee, but Now I'm paying an absurd percentage on the $990 balance that will compound daily. As we mentioned before, this is going to be an absurd amount of interest and a lot of profit for the bank and a lot of money out of your account at the end of the day. The next thing, so now that we know how to pay off a credit card, the next thing to touch on is what if you're already in credit card debt and you don't know what to do? So there's a couple of ways to think about this. So the first one is if it's one credit card. My only advice here is to cut back in other areas of your life and put all your money towards paying this off. No other part of your life will have an interest rate as high as credit cards. So I'm gonna touch on how to how I think about cutting back um, in a little bit here, but that's that's what I would do for for one credit card, like you need to pay this off guys. Not only does it affect your credit score, but you're getting absolutely fucked on interest. So next up, if you have multiple credit cards that you aren't able to pay off, then it's a slightly different strategy and we'll look at it here. So the first thing you wanna do is rank your credit cards from the highest interest to the lowest interest. So this helps prioritize your your payments. 
So you want to put the minimum payment on all of them. So if you put, so say the minimum payment on all of them is $10. You put $10 on all of them. Let's say you have five credit cards. You're five credit cards in debt. Let's just use an example. Five credit cards in debt. You put $10 on all of them. This eliminates any late fees. So that's the first thing you want to cover off on your basis. Now with any excess cash, you want to go to the highest interest one and you want to put as much of your cash towards that one because that one's going to fuck you the most. Even if it's like 20% to 18% on your next one, pay off that 20% one, guys. That one is really going to hurt. So you want to pay that one off first. And then you want to slowly work your way down the debt. So you pay off that 20%. Next year onto the next credit card, you pay the minimum payment and you go on to the next one. You pay that, you use that excess cash, pay that second one off. Like just keep working your way down. But to get this to work, you must cut back in other areas of your life. Credit card debt can be crippling, but it doesn't need to destroy your life. Make the sacrifices for a short period of time instead, and you won't be dealing with this forever. Now, I feel like when people think about like cutting back on costs and stuff, they're like, oh, fuck, like I need to become a hermit and never see anyone and never do anything fun. And maybe a little bit, but it doesn't need to be crazy, guys, unless your debt is like out of fucking control. But if it is debt, like you don't need to become a full on hermit. So if I think about this, if I was in credit card debt, I really love coffee whether that's buying like fresh beans or going to different coffee shops. Um, But if I was in debt, I would stop going out to buy coffees and I would stop buying expensive specialty beans. That doesn't mean that I'm going to stop drinking coffee because I love coffee, but I do need to cut costs where I can. So I would look to all the areas of my life where maybe it's like a, not even luxury. It's just like a unnecessary spend that I do because it gives me a bit of joy. So I would cut back in those areas for, a little bit of time. And then once your credit card is paid off, hopefully you can kind of bring that, incorporate that back into your life and hopefully not go back into credit card debt. But for the short period of time, guys, you do need to cut back in certain areas. All right. Time for the fun part of the podcast or the part that I'm sure most people are looking forward to, which is how, how I like to manage my credit cards, which credit cards I like to use. And To start out this part, I'm just going to talk about credit cards in two broad terms. There are credit cards with fees and credit cards without fees. And I'm not talking about like late fees and stuff like that. I'm talking about like annual fees just to have the credit card. So obviously the ones without fees don't have an annual fee. Now there are ones with fees. Let's like $100, $50, it depends on the card, depends on the rewards you're going to get. So fees only make sense if you can afford them and if you get a monetary value that is greater than the fee you pay. It's not makes sense if you can afford them or you get a monetary value that is greater than the fee you pay. It is and. You need to have both of these together because if you can't afford it, why the fuck would you have it? You're just going to put yourself in debt. So... I feel like that's an obvious one, but something that need to be said. So for example, a credit card has an annual fee of $120. I can afford this. Now, I also need to get rewards out of that credit card that are worth more than $120 annually. Then I would say that it is worth it. 
So I, I check off both those boxes. I'm like, okay, it's good. Like I can afford it and it makes sense. Generally, I like having one no fee credit card that still gets me rewards and one credit card with fees that racks up a lot of rewards. So the reason I like doing this is I find that some credit cards, mainly Amex, don't work at a lot of places or aren't accepted at a lot of places because of their high fees, but their rewards are unreal. So in my mind, it's good to have one that absolutely rakes in rewards and another one that I can use when I can't use the other one that doesn't cost me anything, but it will still like rack up some rewards if that makes sense. Um, now I know some people are probably like, Oh, well, why don't I have two cards with fees and one without fees? And that way I can rack up like double the rewards and like that. It does make sense, but then you have to be a little bit more diligent about it. And I'm a little bit too lazy for that. So what I mean by that is if I have two cards with fees, you need to figure out what you're spending on and which one's going to give you the most points on that purchase. So, so say, say you're at the grocery store and you're like, Oh, this card gives me really good rewards at the grocery store. I'm going to use that one. Whereas if you're at a restaurant, you're like, Oh, that one gives me really good rewards at the restaurant. I'm going to use that one. Like if you want to do that, that's, that's fine. Um, for me, I'm just like, I don't know. I pick a card that gives me good rewards on most things that I buy. And then I just use that for simplicity. Um, I find that really works for me, but if you're all about it and you get a monetary value that is greater than the fee you're paying and you can afford it, I mean, go for it. If you, if, if you're all about that, then go for it. I'm just saying what I do here now. I'm not going to name specific cards here. Obviously I've named the Amex. Um, but my advice would be to look at the banks you're with, um, see what kind of card options they have, no fee versus feed, and also check out Amex cards. Um, I feel like there's this perception that Amex cards are for like the super rich and like all that kind of stuff. It's not guys. It did. They just like play it up that way. Get yourself an Amex card. If you want, you can also compare them on the site. They do, they do like a really good job of being able to compare all their cards. The, the other thing I would do is just think about your goals when you think about getting a credit card. So if you really like, like, I don't know, kitchen appliances or clothes or gadgets and stuff like that, then I would get a ro a card that rewards you for merchandise and stuff like that. But on the other hand, if you're like, oh, uh, I fly a lot or I travel a lot, then get you a credit card that rewards you for that. Gives you, gives you flight points, gives you, I don't know, hotel points, stuff like that. Just, just think about, um, yeah, just think about what your goals are. And that would be my best advice here. So pick up that one feed credit card if you can afford it. And one that kind of aligns with your values and what you would hopefully like to spend it on. And then for the other one, pick up a no fee credit card that's widely accepted. So Visa, MasterCard, those ones are pretty good and can be accepted pretty much anywhere. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode on credit cards. Um, a couple things to remember is to always pay back your credit cards in full. Um, do your best to do this um, to re make it less of a chance of your credit score being affected and so you don't have interest payments. Um, if you are in credit card debt, 
try to allocate as much of your earnings towards paying it off as soon as possible. If you have multiple credit cards, still make that minimum payment and then any excess cash goes towards that higher interest one. Um, for an approach to credit cards, if you're kind of unsure and you're thinking about taking my approach, um, try for one no-fee credit card and one feed credit card. They both give you rewards, but one will rake up or one will rack up more than the other. And just a couple final notes on the podcast, guys. I really hope you enjoyed the podcast and learned something new. If you did enjoy it, please like, download, share it with your friends, anything like that. If you have questions, shoot me an email. If you want something more personalized and custom suited to you, shoot me an email and we can set something up to go over your personal finances. Once again, thanks again, everyone. Hope you have a great day and we will see you next week.